It's another Ian Collins wants a word fact. Powered by the Mitsubishi Mirage. In English, we call the number zero, nil, naught, nada, zilch. With three years 0% APR representative finance, plus three years free servicing on a new Mirage, we just call that a great deal. Here's a young man I hope you're going to enjoy. I love him, and I hope you're going to too. Here he is. Give him a ripple. Ian Collins wants a word. See, the funniest thing, in, in a way, about this is that nobody knows uh, when this is recorded. Well, we know, obviously. No, we, we know. We're here. Yeah, yeah. We're here. If we didn't know, that would be... I can see you now. Uh, that would suggest neurological issues and stuff. But So we know. <laughs> On this podcast. <laughs> uh, but I just think it's quite funny that if people knew what time it was now... Yeah. ...and where we were now... And how close to release this is being recorded. It would, yeah. I, I think some people might be... Sorry, is somebody editing me? I sort of felt something ha- happen there. Felt a mouse just glide across us. Well, we did say it was tight. Yeah. So was that. Never mind. And do you, and do you, and do you think that this is perhaps the uh, closest we've come to doing edited? Absolutely, Mr. Headroom. So, but but so this is, I think, really exciting because uh, we get a lot of res- so we've got various features that we run throughout the show. So we have, you know, random acts of irrational annoyance, which yeah. seems to have taken the nation by storm. Oh, of course. We have. Um, uh, ways to change the world. Oh, I love it. Uh, everyone likes that. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, hey! You're being a dick. We yeah, have that. A great one. Um, random acts of irrational satisfaction. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That yeah. One? Uh, what's that other one? Um, I know the one you mean. Go on. Go, you know it. No, what, the, you know. Uh, you know. The, uh, oh, the, the the guest feature. The guest feature. No, the guests right. are good. Yeah, the guests are yeah. good. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. uh, you know, and and oh, w- w- when we play the clips. The clips are all the right. The clips are yeah, good, yeah, yeah. The clips are definitely... But there's the another one. one, you know, the the big one. Oh, uh, the opening questions, of course. Yeah, yeah, but also, you know, audio on demand's mm, no, favourite feature. I've looked through... Uh, no. No? No. Right. However, the thing we get most response on, uh, without really asking, are, are just questions, really. Just people say, look, I've got a question. Uh, I don't know why anybody would give a... Uh, tuppany f- <laughs> about <laughs> our lives uh, or any aspect of it, but... Uh, it is the thing that we do, kind of, you know, email terms, ian at onceaword.com, kev at onceaword.com. Uh, there is some bombardment, I think, in the question department. There is a little, yeah. Hmm. So what you're saying is... I'm saying we should do a question special. Not like a question time special. You are, There is a touch of the Robin Day about you, I must say. Yeah. However, uh, I think what you're saying is it's questions and feedback via social media, and that's it. Special. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're not going to sort of, like, do... 15 minutes and then bugger off home. Are we? Well, it depends how many questions we've got. Although it does seem... You're not the... seeing what time it is. It's, it's cracking on, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. We're at... OK, I'm going to come clean. We're doing this during the ad breaks on my LBC show. <laughs> my boss is very understanding. Time is marching on, though. The cleaners will be in in a minute. Remember on talk radio when the cleaners would just walk through the red light? They had absolutely no comprehension of what was going on at all, nor did they care. What's fascinating about that, so... We'd be, Kevin and I would be doing a radio show. We did one on, uh, well, we did various times, but one on Saturday evening, which was, you know, fairly memorable. Yes. And uh, we would be doing it, and just out of no, a bloke would, you know, a little Mexican fellow would just walk in uh, with a, a bin liner, and he'd start, and he'd go, hello, and we'd say hello, and he would uh, empty one bin, fill out, and he'd say, are you having a nice time? We'd say, <laughs> yes, we're having a lovely time. <laughs> this would all go on air, because we were yeah. on air. Had, yeah. I don't think he knew it was a radio uh, station. No. But isn't it extraordinary that nobody... 
had said to him, because I assume that it was an agency that were doing the cleaning on the weekends. Nobody had said to him, right, it's a radio station, so bear in mind, every now and again, if you change the bins in that room, that room, that room, or that room, they're all, any one of them could be live and on air, yeah. and if you see a red light, don't go in. No. Nobody had had that conversation with him. No, strange, isn't it? Yeah, you'd have thought he'd have just learned just a bit of basic etiquette, really. Yeah. But that's Nick Grimshaw all over, isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> I didn't realise he was Mexican. Didn't Nick Grimshaw swallow a glass the other Apparently day? Apparently he did. <laughs> Sorry, I just, it's probably not funny when you swallow the glass, no. but it was a, a shard of glass in a cup, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's questions of feedback via social media. <laughs> Not you again. Get out! It's questions of feedback via social media. Uh, special. From... <laughs> he said that with absolutely no level of excitement. Special. I'm excited. What, do you want to get down the KFC or something? Well, look at the time. It's not really open, is it, now? From Simple Simon, Pie Man Enthusiast. Do you know anyone who ever had a picture featured in Tony Hart's gallery? Oh. Given Kev's blankety-blank theory, he probably thinks that jolly old Tony drew all the pictures himself. Well, that's a good point. I've never met anyone who's had that. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. So we've done, over the years, uh, lots of, you know, have you ever been on a quiz show... And I've probably spoken at some point, you know, when you ask people that, people have been on 15 to 1, 3 to 1, I think somebody... 3 to 1? Yeah, all of that. It's visual. Yeah, visual. visual. It's good, yeah. If we were really across it with multimedia platforms, we'd have that on a camera now and it'd be on a YouTube channel. Yeah, me going like this. Yeah, and then me going like this. Yeah, well... Yeah, so every uh, quiz show, you name it, you know, when you ask, do you know anybody who's been on it, somebody at some point will call in. And uh, we've also asked, you know, did you ever get a Blue Peter badge? Those kind of oh, things. You know, did you ever turn up on a swap shop to swap something? But no one has ever, when we ever we've done it, no one has ever said, yeah, I had a picture in the gallery. No, but you're right. But everyone at school had a cousin or, some, or knew somebody's cousin who had had a picture featured that week. But I don't remember anyone. I don't, I, well, they always said it. it. Nobody, it wasn't true. It was well, all bullshit. Well, that's what though. I mean. And I'm not saying Tony Hart drew all the pictures himself, because no. that would be ridiculous. There is no such thing as a blank to blank checkbook compared. However. Oh, for God's sake. Obviously, you know, in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, mm. they've got the little sort of Oompa Loompas who yep. make the chocolate. Tony Hart had a room full of Oompa Loompas drawing all of these pictures and sticking them on the wall. Yeah. Then that woman used to walk in and do that thing with her hands. And he'd say, Don't tell me to. <laughs> <laughs> ah, dear old Tony. Dear old Tally departed Tony. Yeah. Uh, from. Bill off the internet. Only one person called Bill on the internet. Did you know that? Just one That's guy. That's right, just one. I'm coming out of a long-term relationship. A nasty breakup. In brackets, she slept with my stepdad. But wow. we can't agree on who gets to keep the cat. I think I should, as it was her fault we broke up. Any suggestions as to how to resolve this? P.S. It might be strange I'm asking you, but Helen and Ollie keep ignoring me for some reason. <laughs> Euthanasia? For the cat. Well, how else would you settle it? Alternate weekends or something? I don't know. What do you, what do you think a cat's going to run with the alternate weekend theory? A right. cat will laugh at your alternate weekend theory. What would a cat a would say, just give me the injection. No, no, what would a laughing... I'm not doing alternate weekends. <laughs> what would a laughing cat sound like? Andre! <laughs> what would a no, laughing no, cat no. sound like? He can't help you now. Stay out of this. Be like... <laughs> <laughs> what was that? here. <laughs> So I reckon, uh, yeah, you keep the cat, but I don't know why you'd want to keep a cat. That's the, uh, I suppose, my overarching. 
problem with the uh, the question is why would you want you know why would you be bothered of all things you'd be bothered about if you'd split and your girlfriend slept with your dealer who keeps the bloody cat you should technically morally keep the cat i just don't know why you'd want to keep the cat that's the answer to the question right okay because i was thinking you know one week could stay at your house the next week go to your girlfriend's house cats look after themselves generally yeah but they're confused they 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 have a little compass in their head so if you start larking around with locations especially if his ex lives fairly near where he's going to live, because that will just mean that the cat will go off to the ex for the week. It's her turn to have the cat. Yeah. So off the cat goes, and the cat will go... <laughs> I'm not meant to be here. I live round the... Hello. I live round the corner. <laughs> so the cat will piss off back down the road. So the whole weekend, alternate weekend thing, just simply won't work. So there you are, Bill. We hope that helps. Yeah, sorry, Bill, by the way, about your <laughs> of an ex. That does seem a bit off, though, doesn't it? Because, I mean, un- unless his stepdad's very good, attractive. Well, if he's good-looking, yeah, yeah, I mean, then, yeah, and Bill is, like, a bit ropey. Well, well some, some humans are just simply very superficial, and we, we can't change that. No. <laughs> dorking Nev! Yes. Barman, two pints of Dorking Nev, please. R. There was a pirate behind the bar. Correct. Who was old Ben Lucas, and why did he have a lot of mucus? Oh, you mean this man? Well, old Ben Lucas had a lot of mucus coming right out of his nose. He picked and picked till it made you sick, but back again it grows. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Maybe he came from this place. And I'm proud to be an asshole from El Paso. I like that. You're handy with your songs, aren't you? <laughs> Where is El Paso? You spend hours. Texas. Is it? They also make uh, Faita kits for the lazy. Oh, the, of course. It's everything there. stuck in a... Well, not them, mm. but there's a company called Old El Paso. Well, Old El Paso. On that point, uh, pancakes. Yeah. The other week it was Pancake Day. That's true. Did you do pancakes? A little bit, yeah. Okay, did you do them? been asking everyone this question because I've never really got to... You know, I've got to 38 and I've never, ever found out the answer to this. <laughs> okay, yes. do, you, do you have a pancake... As a main meal or as a dessert? Right. Well, on this occasion... You look like a man has discussed this as well. On this occasion, it was dessert. Okay. So here's what happened. So I get home, and she says to me, uh, pancakes? I said, that's a good idea. Sexy thing. <laughs> uh, so we, she says, I do them for, like, afters. I said, okay. So I can't remember what we had. And uh, then she said, I'm going to do the pancakes. We've never made pancakes before. Well, no. And um, we've never had the pancake discussion, even though this will be our third year of being in a pancake position. But the difference is now you can't go out because you have a child. That's <laughs> true. That's it. So, Well, I was just thinking, this is going to be impressive because she's obviously, you know, she knows stuff yeah. that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So she's going to, thought, what I'm going to have to do is watch her very carefully to see, you know, how much flour, how much eggs, you know, how long you beat it for, how you put it in there, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, I didn't have to wait to watch all of that because she just produced a thing called pancake mix from right. a bottle. Oh, dear. And you squirt it, everything is all mixed in there. What a f***ing <laughs> letdown. <laughs> what a domestic disaster. Of course, I uh, showed nothing but gratitude. I mean, she's a new mum, she's very tired. Yeah. And it was lovely that she'd offered to do it at all. It was lovely that she nipped to the shop. And bought a pa- pancake mix. Yeah. It kind of did work, but um, and it sort of did more or less taste like any other pancake, but I'm sure there are pancake fascists out there that would say that this is, frankly, sacrilege to the mighty pan of cake. Yes. Do you know how to make one? Uh, y- yeah. You, you need, like, eggs and, mm. and flour 
and um, um, Jack Daniels. That's <laughs> an important ingredient. Mate, your culinary expert is amazing. When I first met you, you couldn't make a f***ing cup of tea. True. And now you oh, are no, the I, man. I, no, I, no, in fairness, I could make a cup of tea. That was about the only thing I could but make. But you never drank much tea. No, I still don't. Drink, drink, you don't drink many hot drinks at all, do you? Coffee. In the morning. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Is that cup, your... of, cup of Earl Grey in the afternoon, and I'm not making <laughs> that up. <laughs> you... I've really got into Earl Grey recently. Okay, so, yeah, that's all right. So you have a, what, one coffee in the morning, and that's your only coffee throughout the day? Probably. Okay. Am I at Guantanamo? Is this some sort of interrogation about my hot drink consumption? Hot chocolate? It started with a kiss. Oh, dear. Uh, so, yes, so, uh, but now, of course, you're, you know, a bit of a whisk kid with a, a whisk and a spatula. I, I can cook now. Oh. Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, you, you go in the kitchen. <laughs> you I go in the kitchen, I've got this big bottle. It's like, what would you like to eat? Oh, I'd like a roast. I've got roast mix, and I just squirt it into the pan, <laughs> stir it round a bit. And out comes a chop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like chops, potatoes. Perfect. Somebody is, you know, somebody is working on that in a lab somewhere. Liquid lamb chops. <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. Oh, it's not going to be proper meat, though, is it? It's... I interviewed... Like, listen to this, though. I interviewed the other day one of the directors of Iceland because when asked, a load of shoppers cited Iceland as their favourite supermarket. And I said to him, wow. as the last question, because I used to work there as a sort of an after-school job, and I said to him, do you still do the pound fifty roast dinner? And he said, yeah, we do. Wow. So it's a big, big seller of ours in the ready-meal department. pound fifty, and you get a bit of beef, a bit of veg... Bit of potato and a Yorkshire pudding. One pound fifty. How the hell do they make that? It's not quite the liquid lamb chop no. that I think we should be working on. The faster food gets, though, that's going to happen. But I remember, I do remember Iceland. Or did you have bee jam down here? Yes. Right. Cause bee, bee, jam. bee jam. I think Iceland bought bee jam. Iceland did buy bee jam. But bee jam used to do. You know, in America they have TV dinners, yep. which are like a plastic tray, and Correct. it does have like peas yep. and potato and whatever. You could actually in little get, sections. Yes, you could yeah. actually get like TV dinners. Yeah, that's right. And they were again, they were probably about one pound fifty, rather than just in foil. Yeah, they were actually yeah, and, but it was like, like all tray, these yeah. sections, and it was like, you know, yeah. you could sit with a TV dinner tray if you could get them in this country, which you couldn't, and enjoy your meal in front of the TV, yeah. like some sort of trailer park trash. <laughs> Dragon's Den, that's where we need to go. I think we should. Peter Jones, hold this plate. I'm just going to squirt this onto it. Look at that. Liquid lamb chop. And out pop three big chops. Yeah. Jonesy would love it. He'd he buy would. into that straight away. He's the man that bought us reggae, reggae sauce. That sucker loves anything to do with food. It'd be good with your reggae, reggae sauce. Well, yeah. I mean, it talk about a combo. The taste of the reggae, chemicals. reggae sauce and liquid lamb chops. The only thing we've yet to do is invent them. The trick is with the liquid lamb chop, you need it so that you've got, when you're on Dragon's Den, you've got the, the pan, like, just squirt three lines, like squirt, 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 and then they go, poof. <laughs> lamb you, chops. Yes, and prior to that, you'd have to have a lot of cutaway shots. All the dragons uh, and a speech bubble would say, where are the chops? Where are the chops? You'd have confused where the chop type looks from everywhere. And then, as you say, they would simply spring up uh, almost as if dynamo had pitched (laughs) up on the set. And there they would be, your liquid lamb chops. Thank you very much. £50,000, 5%. Yeah, very good. Let's get on to that. From Worried Wonder from Wolverhampton. Are the Russians the baddies again now? This is like the 80s all over again. I don't know. I keep interviewing bods from... Um, Odd? What does he know on the subject? <laughs> Him and Aunt Flo come on LBC yeah. often, do they? PC Copper, he's my regular guest for crime. Country expert, Farmer Barlimo. Farmer Barlimo's there every time as well. I keep interviewing uh, all these bods, uh, you know, the correspondents in, in Ukraine, in Russia, in Crimea itself, in di- just in different parts. Uh, the Sky Guys, various people who live there, different people, people in 
who live in this country but have relatives there. Uh, it is, you know, the ultimate example of extreme polarity in terms of, but this side says that, and that side, and you think that, you know, the right. previous guy that nobody liked was actually democratically elected, and then Putin is doing what... You know, do you remember when the last time the Spaniards started to get a bit huffy about Gibraltar? Yes. And wasn't there a, you know, David Cameron sort of sent a Navy boat down there or something? And... Or a navy boat happened to be there, so it just moved in to some, you know, a little closer. Isn't that exactly the same thing, really? I don't know. I just like the way you see navy boat. I imagine a little sort of plastic tug. Doot, doot. With a bottle of matey on the top. <laughs> yes. Matey's changed as well. Yes, not the same. That would be the same shape of the bottle you'd get your liquid lamb chops in, though. In fact, it would include a little bit of matey in there as well, <laughs> just, just to have your own gravy. Just Novelty for gravy. Just for yeah. taste. It's a bit foamy, Peter. <laughs> Deborah seems to like it, though. Duncan Ballantyne. What a... Quack, quack, oops. <laughs> Kev. Nikki is on the M6 services currently. Again, you don't know when we're recording this, so you might not be, but yeah. this might be... Anyway, um, Nikki says, People are staring at me as I chuckle at the last episode. I think they can hear your podcast through my leaky headphones. Or your brain. Do you worry about that, about people listening no, to what I you're listening you what, to? Right, here's what I don't get. Okay, we live in an era where more people have a portable way of listening to music than ever before, yes. A, via their telephone. Mm -hmm. uh, most people have their own way of doing that, whether it's a sort of Spotify program, whether it's an iTunes thing. Uh, however it happens, whether they manually lo loaded songs, that whatever they happen to have done, you know, it is an era of people listening to a lot of music. So you would take from that that people are quite uh, musically minded, they care about their music, they care about the quality of their music. So why would about 98% of the population be using <laughs> Apple headphones? which leak like a pound store sieve. <laughs> and believe me, that's very leaky. Every now and again, you think somebody's got no headphones on and they're actually just allowing it to play out of the speaker. Right. And you look and they've got headphones. They're just those Apple ones. And why have Apple never mastered? Oh, well, the newer the ones were that. better, though, weren't they? With the sort of... They, they go in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And they... buy, buy proper headphones. Apple make crap headphones. That's a fact. If you spoke to Steve Jobs, well, through <laughs> Derek Akora, maybe, <laughs> yeah. I think you'd say, he would say, yeah, do you know what? You're right. Our headphones were never meant to be part of it. They just saw you through the first couple of days of buying a new phone. Here's the thing about all that, though. I, I know you're only saying out of rage because you got your Frisco Disco headphones in the 70s and you're not giving them up. No. Nope. You, 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 you're wearing them now. That's the worrying thing. I was in a, uh, a sauna once, as is my <laughs> proclivity. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I was in the gym, went to the gym, went, in the, went for a swim afterwards. Oh, right. rhymes. <laughs> went after. Uh, then I met Jim um, after the, uh, the swim. Did you have a gin? I had a gin with Jim in the gym. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went to um, so I went in the sauna, and I, I sat in there, and I was I was laid. No, nobody else was in there, and I so I put the towel down. I laid there, and then I heard the door go, and I heard somebody come in, and then suddenly, I heard some really loud music playing. Right, and I thought I cannot believe somebody has come into a sauna, a place of relaxation and silence, mm. uh, with their phone and are playing music. And by this time, somebody else had walked in, and I could see they were looking strange. And the woman who was listening to the music was laid down oblivious to all of this. And the other woman grabbed her legs and said, could you turn that down? And she said, oh, but I tested it beforehand. And what was happening is her skull was acting as a speaker. What? Um, think about it. It's not even that weird that if you pump volume into your ears, 
you're, you wouldn't hear it if you're out and about in the street or on right. a train in a busy area, crowded area. You wouldn't notice it. But if you sit in the absolute silence of a sauna, the reason it was so loud is because it was kind of coming out of her head. Yeah, but her head isn't like an empty bone box. It's no. like an empty bone box stuffed with meat. But it's still a location that sound is going into, and some of it was coming out of her sky. I tell you, now, her head was like a bass speaker. <laughs> <coughs> Playing the theme to EastEnders, apparently. From Irvin. From Irvin. Sign me up for a once a word beach towel. I want to be the talk of the beach this summer. We yeah. had a few emails about this. Because we last week I foolishly said, if you'd like a once a word beach towel, how about you drop me an email? And I'm, whilst I'm sure it will join the huge pantheon of things that I talk about that never actually happen, I like the idea of the once a word beach towel. I think people would, would enjoy it if it's reasonably priced and they can, you know, sit on your face constantly. Sorry? Yeah. Any more, Kev? Plenty more, but first you have to do some promotional consideration for our sponsor. That's how this thing exists. And you know, I like to flatter you. I mean, your taste is obviously impeccable, and you know what you want from life, which is exactly why you should be driving a Mitsubishi Shogun. And the good news is, you can now save up to five thousand pounds on this ultimate 4x4 with prices starting from just 26199 and 0% finance available across the range you've just got to check it out for yourself pop by mitsubishi-cars.co.uk slash shogun for some very special offers shogun always capable surprisingly affordable from little steven hello how much is too much. Oh. Have bankers greed made even right-wingers question their devious aims? Have bankers greed? Bankers greed. Okay. Their first yeah. album was great. Downhill after that. Are they not the Electric Ballroom? No. That's Pete's got scurvy, isn't it, that week? Yeah. Uh, yes, I th actually, I, I think that's true. Well, certainly with the banks, just stay on that point, that you've got Matey from the, was it bloke from the co-op or something, he's earning three million bonus, and then you've got RBS, you know, banks that are sort of publicly owned. And th that's where it sticks a bit, isn't it? Yeah. So they're making lots of cuts. They're saying, look, we've got no money. And one of the reasons we've got no money is because we're in debt. And part of the reason we're in debt is because of bad banks. And I wouldn't normally buy into this because I think the argument is just, you know, too easy to kind of add two and two together and make five. However, there's a point, there's a kind of a tipping point here where you can no longer ignore the, the obvious. And regardless of, you know, I happen to think sort of cutting back on certain elements of how much we spend in the public domain would be done anyway, because there was an overspend, reg almost regardless of the bank. I don't think one is necessarily a correlation to the other, mm. but the coalition have been really daft at sort of trying to pretend it is. Well, if you are serious that we need to cut back on things, you don't then uh, give a banker a million-pound bonus. You, you simply don't. You don't say, sorry, we're taking away the meals on wheel for the old people, but matey over there can have a million quid. And even if you did... You'd have to then say, well, OK, that's because that's what that industry is worth. But there has to be a point, surely. And actually, I think his first comment, how much is too much, has to be a point, doesn't it? When you'd have to either be a f***ing idiot or just a full-blown, pure pedigree <laughs> toid to actually not be able to see that paying somebody £10 million a year is not a reasonable going rate for any job. You no. don't... It's just completely pointless. And all that's happened is that... They've kind of talked themselves into believing that this is the going rate. And if you speak to blokes that worked in banking in the 70s, who all did very well, uh, all earned good money, all earned six-figure salaries, they do not recognise this kind of banking. They, mm. don't under they can't uh, quite fathom 
how the industry that once upon a time was sort of the proud, bowler hat wearing, very respectable, sober gig that was a banker has turned into a, sort of the Gordon Gecko-esque type of banking, which results in folk getting paid multi-millions of pounds. And it just, I don't, I don't know anybody really, other than George Osborne, that thinks that's okay. It's like working with Andrew Marr on this programme. Yeah, I prefer Sophie Rayworth, but we'll let it slide, Kev. From Bendy Garth. <laughs> Fact! Did Collins know that every single KFC on Google Earth has a blurred sign? Is that a fact? Fact! Garth says, this is because the colonel was a real person. He's on the signs and Google has a blur real people's faces policy. No. I don't know, I haven't looked. I'm just telling you what Garth is telling me. I'm going to check now, because this sounds fascinating to me. My mum is on Google Earth. Is she? Yeah, in fact, half my family... Standing outside KFC. That's correct, with a bargain bucket. Yeah. Greedy old moo. (laughs) No, I I didn't know that. I can't believe that. He's he's, he's been dead a long time, and it's kind of a cartoon parody of the Colonel, isn't it? It's not really oh, him. It, but it's a representation of him. Well, means, it's identifiable. So does that mean that if you, uh, if, if they show a store that's selling Uncle Ben's rice, then Uncle Ben has to be pixelated out if he happens to be seen? Well, it depends if Uncle Ben was real. And maybe that Garth is, is, you know, trying to troll us a little bit. But I, I think that's fascinating. And you'll check that out too. And no doubt correct us all by swearing next week. I won't. I couldn't give a shit about his question. <laughs> Blue Peter writes... Eh? What's with this new detective thing on Sky Atlantic? Recommend it or don't, damn it. Yeah, what's it called? True, is it True Detective? That's it, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't know much about it, other than the fact that suddenly there's a stream of tweets and Facebook posts about it, saying this is amazing, this is fantastic, so don't even know who's in it. Woody Harrelson's in it. Is that I right? I only know it's because posters all over London with him and Matthew... I can't hear. <laughs> I can't hear. The posters, I don't know what it's like in the series, but the posters are quite amazing because Woody Harrelson has a full head of hair. Really? Which I don't think has happened since that's 1986. Matthew Connors has not been very well, has he? They, no. they gave him an Oscar for it. Well, that's right. So I haven't seen it. Uh, I hear it's really good. I want to watch it. Uh, we're always looking for good box set recommendations. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy, giving that a go yet? No. Nah. Uh, apparently very, very good. Um, and, of course, House of Cards, which is the one. Uh, I understand that's very good. Yeah. Although I watched um, all of Breaking Bad recently, and I thought that was a load of old <laughs> So there you go. You did it in a day, didn't you? Yeah. Mad Maddie from Madagascar writes, Ooh. Do you still play Weir's Witchel? We do now. Darn right. Andre, dust off the old Weir's Witchel musical disc and insert it. Not there. Sorry. I used to work in a ticket office at London Bridge Station, and I once sold George Alagaya a cheap day return to Hayward's Heath. Sorry it's so boring. Andre! Get rid of the music. We're not doing that again. From Tina, mother of six. How are Ian's nappy changing skills coming along? Hey, you had a baby. How is young Sandy? How do... How do? How do? How do? Uh, how do? How babies, do? Yes. How do babies um, manage to? So you put the nappy on, and you think, and I, I think I'm pretty good at this. I think yeah, you've got a, got a nice firm fit. Uh, that ain't going anywhere. No. How do they manage to shit up their own back? <laughs> how does that happen? It's true. So I picked him up, and I'm holding him. And I'm thinking he's just below his neck is a bit wet. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Is he hot? I turn him, <laughs> ra- turn him round. He's got a white uh, little, you know, little baby grow thing on. And the whole thing on his back is covered in... So he'd apparently, you know, he'd essentially had a poo 
uh, up his own spine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always a delight to take them off. And uh, yeah. have you worked out that, you know, the body suits can be removed either over the head or by the legs? Yeah, by the way. Because a lot of people just sort of take them up over the head, but actually the shoulders are wide enough that you can slip them down so you don't have to get poo in his hair. Handy hint. Ah, oh, that's very good. That's very good. Mm. I think what we hadn't worked out, this only took seven weeks, that there was a there was a line, a coloured line on the nappy. Oh, yes. That goes from yellow to blue. Right. Or blue. Are you telling me you don't know this? I don't know this. This is brilliant. Is it? If you don't know this, this is brilliant. Is it on all nappies? It works. Your standard pampers. Right. As far as I know. So we were looking at it the other day and noticed a line and thought, because one had sort of hippos on and the other had a, why they put little animals on a, a, a nappy, I don't know. Just right. sort of images of little things, and we thought, all right, okay, they, they, obviously the, the line corresponds with, you know, maybe there's one for boys, one for girls or something. Certainly then we realised that as the baby wheeze in the nappy, uh, the line checks. So when you wonder if they've had a little pee, you take their bits off and you have a look, and the yellow line has turned blue. You're making this up. I swear I'm not. Do you buy, like, magic nappies it's or like, something? Yes, they're made of litmus paper. This has never happened before in I'm the history of science. You, that's extraordinary, isn't it? I'm telling you, we didn't know. We've worked it out. I've I've changed a lot of nappies in my time. I've never seen this magic line to which you refer. Oh, yes. Are you drunk? It's going to be funny now, isn't it, if I go back and realise there is no magic line. <laughs> but they really are just different colours. It's just different coloured lines. Yeah. yeah. But it's all going all right, then. Yes, is I mean, it... you're, you're still in nappy phase as well. Well, much later than you, though. Much, much later. Yes. I mean, you know, he's, 20, he's 24 now. He's on to solids. Should have grown out of it by now. But you know, well, you you know a thing or two about it, a so little, you, under, yeah, yeah. you understand all that goes on with uh, you know the nappy charade. But, but not magical colour changing nappies. What I do know is the so going dragons den with those as well. They, Look, Peter, you don't like liquid lamb chops? Don't worry, I've got this. <laughs> Funnily enough, what you find in the nappy looks a bit like the liquid lamb chop before it's cooked. Duncan, put this on. <laughs> you look a right Bobby Dazzler. But you're enjoying fatherhood. It's very good. Yeah. But I do. I have realised that being a father. Uh, in the first, well, certainly the first couple of months, nearly couple of months, uh, your your workload compared to the workload of your other half is like about 1% of well, the that's equation. Well, that's because you're lazy, though. And have no tits. Yeah. And finally, Esther, doesn't time fly? Yeah. From Barraco Barner, UK president. <laughs> How funny was that? What's E.T. short for? Uh, it's a genetic condition that only affects extraterrestrials. On his home planet, he's considered very much a social outcast, so even asking this question makes you an arsehole. Is it offensive to say that he looks a bit like Nigel Farage? He does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah fair point. Well, it's offensive to E.T. But don't most politicians look like E.T.? Didn't David Cameron look like E.T. as well at one point? Oh, no, Orville. He looks like Orville. Yes, he looks like Orville. Yes. Yeah. Well, 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 we thought he looked like... Does he look, like, does he look like Keith Harris? That's the thing. He looks like both Keith Harris and, and Orville, Orville simultaneously. Sort of, uh, yeah, a modernised stew of the, 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 the vent and the venti. I would imagine, though, him giving a, doing PMQs in an Orville voice wouldn't yeah. go down particularly well. No, and Nick Clegg with his hand up his ass would look even more ridiculous. <laughs> Before I get out of puff, I should mention that... The deficit has come down by 27% under the coalition. <laughs> oh, stop it, Nick. <laughs> I wish I could fly away from you, you fucking <laughs> liberal Democrat. <laughs> Oops. Credit stream. And there you go. We declare this podcast well and truly closed. We are, of course, back 
in seven days. Thanks to you for downloading. If you like what we do, want to help support this podcast, get over to iTunes to rate, review and subscribe. Android people can try us on the free Stitcher app or download stitcher.com slash once a word. Thank you to all of our guests. All can be followed on Twitter. The intro feature and sponsor music is by Kevin McLeod. His website is incompetech.com. Remember, seven days from now is when you need to set your clock because that is when we are back with more entertainment. Damn it. Until then... Goodbye. A Big Things Media Production. Big Things. It's another Ian Collins Once a Word Fact. Powered by the Mitsubishi ASX. New car smell is composed of 50 different elements. The new Mitsubishi ASX smells lovely and is yours from just £14,999. That's nothing to sniff at. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs>